The Wisdom Podcast is birthed out of the Wisdom Blog, a digital healing hub of inspired consciousness, sacred and practical wisdom, and the divine teachings of authentic power, living one's truth, and spiritual, or as we call it, unconditional love. Many of the topics that we cover arise out of my work with clients who have chosen to live their life from a place of self-honesty and truth, and in doing so, they quite naturally begin the journey inward, acknowledging their authentic self and their capacity for being love and for choosing to live as their highest self. This is what makes it possible for you to experience genuine happiness and inner peace. Each episode offers divinely inspired teachings and insight for how to live consciously aware, to access your inner wisdom, and to help you make the best choices for living an infinite potential. Join me for Consciously Inspired Truth and new thought paradigms for living an abundant and love-filled life, here and now. Welcome to this episode of the Wisdom Podcast, and another in our series of therapeutic best practices. I'm so excited about all that we've been journeying through together. It gives you some formative tools to use yourself, as you continue on your journey of self-discovery and self-transformation. And of course, please remember, it goes without saying, if you would like my help, please reach out. I will have links in the description for how you can reach me. And we can jump into either a discovery session, a full-on session of therapy or life coaching, or (laughs) you may want to dive into my transformational coaching program. It's really spectacular. It's a way for you and I to work together much more closely and intimately for a period of however long you define. I usually like to invite clients to commit to a set amount of time so that we can get the most accomplished. So do have a look at this as well. It's all for you in the description. So here we are diving into DBT, Dialectical Behavioral Therapy. I will give you an overview that is how it originated, the four main skills of DBT, and remember within those there are varying levels, if you will. That is, you can learn some basic DBT skills in each of the four categories, all the way through to advanced skills. There is really one of the things about DBT that I really like is that there are so many tools and skills that you can use and learn. And today we're going to dive into one. It is in the category or area of mindfulness, how appropriate. It's called Wise Mind. I've kind of renamed it a little bit, you'll see, but nonetheless, it's an easy one to grasp onto, to teach your children, to practice readily yourself to allow it to help you make the best possible decisions in your life. Like many of the newer behavioral therapies, DBT was developed based on standard cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT practices. So you will see some overlap here from our conversation in a different episode on CBT. 
And please do go back and have a listen to that one as well. In fact, all of these models we're covering this month are so valuable and so important. I encourage you to go back and make some notes. In fact, (laughs) to this point, my team and I have created what's called a therapeutic mapping tool. It's really fun, actually. It's a PDF. You are meant to print off, use it as a worksheet. So as you are listening to the different models of psychotherapy that I'm presenting here, glean from my words the tools that really speak to you, that you feel, ah, I can use that right away. I like that. Hopefully today will be an example of one. And as you place them into your worksheet, your therapeutic mapping tool. It also encourages you, this worksheet, to highlight some things you're looking to, willing to change for yourself. And then as you add in the different tools and skills that you're learning, the worksheet encourages you through the questions I ask to think about how you will best approach the change you are seeking, the resolution to the problems that you wish to have. And I can't think of a better, more organized way to approach the change that you are on the path and the journey of with the right tools to help you best. Remember, you can get this free PDF. Just send me an email or you can download it from the link that will be here in the description. You may also want to check out the other really cool tools that we have for you. Some are for sale. They are nominal fees. The wise mind skill that we are going to dive into today is one that we've expanded upon and created a two-page PDF that I think you're going to love. You can also purchase it here. Marsha Linehan in the late 70s, in her applied work, to clients that had histories of chronic suicide attempts, suicide ideation, urges to self-harm and self-mutilate, leaned heavily into CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. And what she did, bless her heart, is come up with what's called dialectical behavioral therapy or DBT as a very specific form or model of psychotherapy to help People manage their overwhelming emotions while stabilizing their lives and relationships. You may also want to check out some of Marsha Linehan's work on YouTube. There are videos of her working with actual clients in role plays and demonstrations that I think are invaluable, especially if you intend to really apply these tools of DBT for yourself. And there are many. Research has shown that dialectical behavioral therapy strengthens a person's ability to handle distress without losing control or acting destructively. When someone is struggling with overwhelming emotions, it's as if their internal barometer is dialed up to maximum intensity. Everything can feel intensified, and thus one's reaction can be disproportionate or over-the-top to what the situation calls for. Just for a moment here to get a sense as to how this can feel, think of a time when you felt very stressed. And rather than having an opportunity to deal with one stressful situation, you continue to be bombarded with many stressors. Having no opportunity to adequately calm and self regulate, 
it can certainly feel as though you were being worn down to the point in which your reaction was far bigger and often beyond a level of control. When you think back to that time, maybe there are some sensations and intense feelings that rise up for you now as you recall it. It reminds you that it isn't that you didn't have the skills necessarily, but being bombarded with so many stressors without having adequate time to really work through each and resolve each, it can really play on your resources, your internal capabilities and strengths to be able to navigate a situation well. And so to help you with this, because if you are now feeling the intensity of recalling that time, remind yourself right now that you are okay and that you are also learning the tools now to help you going forward. It's also helpful that after a stressful or several stressful situations, if you have not had adequate time to process and work through what has happened, to find resolution and closure and peace, that you still do so. Otherwise, new situations in the future can trigger unresolved, unhealed traumas and significantly difficult moments of the past. DBT or dialectical behavioral therapy was created out of and thus shares several common themes with cognitive behavioral therapy. The core skills of DBT are used to treat many more mental health problems than its original focus, which was borderline personality disorder. And borderline personality disorder, or BPD, is a mental health situation marked by extreme mood fluctuations, instability in interpersonal relationships, and impulsivity. People with BPD have an intense fear of abandonment, and they have trouble regulating their emotions, especially anger. That client base that I spoke about earlier that Marsha Linehan was originally working with, people who had histories of chronic suicide attempts and urges to self-harm, those predominantly were people in her group of borderline personality disorder clients. However, you don't have to be formally diagnosed with BPD to reap the benefits of dialectical behavioral therapy. If you have emotional outbursts or difficulty calming and self-regulating, you may want to dive into some or many of the skills here in this therapy. Research has shown that there is a likelihood of developing intense overwhelming emotions as something that is hardwired from birth. And yet we can also be affected by intense, overwhelming emotions as a result of trauma or neglect during childhood. Trauma at critical points in our development can alter our brain structure in ways that make us more vulnerable to stressful events. And as a result, our response is to feel intense and negative emotions. The research indicates that DBT has been effective with anxiety, depression, shame, post-traumatic stress disorder, substance abuse, relapse prevention, anger and aggression, interpersonal problems, and other difficulties. The treatment has been adapted and extended for use in couples and adolescents. 
So here I'm going to share an overview of dialectical behavioral therapy, including how it can help you. We are going to focus on one of the tools called Wise Mind. And if you would like to dive in a little deeper with me again, please reach out and let me help you. As we begin, I'd like to go through a list of the four main skills taught in dialectical behavioral therapy to help you think about how these skills could be helpful for you. And remember, you can get a PDF that walks you through one of these, Wise Mind, which I think will be so valuable as you integrate it into your life and readily. The first of the four main skills taught in DBT is called distress tolerance skills. And these are skills that help you cope better with painful events by building up your resiliency and giving you new ways to soften the effects of upsetting circumstances. The skills that I teach and work with and that DBT purports is the REST strategy, R-E-S-T, which actually is the acronym for RELAX, or I usually call it PAUSE, EVALUATE, or ASSESS, (laughs) SET AN INTENTION, and then T for TAKE ACTION. It really helps to slow us down and look at the situation from a more reflective and pensive position. The second of the distress tolerance skills that are taught at a basic level are called radical acceptance which is the idea that if we stop trying to control and accept things as they are, then we can move forward without getting emotionally stuck. The third basic distress tolerance skill is practiced relaxation. There are simple skills for this, and of course, meditation is certainly one of them. And finally, engagement in enjoyable and pleasurable activities. You might think that one is rather obvious, but how many of us set forth to do that as a skill of distress tolerance? That is, how can we make ourselves feel better by choosing healthy, productive, enjoyable activities as a tool and a strategy for whatever distress or discomfort we are feeling? The second skill of DBT that is taught is in the category of mindfulness skills. These help you experience more fully the present moment while focusing less on painful experiences from the past or anxiety-provoking possibilities of the future. Practicing mindfulness will help you to overcome habitual negative judgments about yourself and others. The DBT basic skills of mindfulness are the following. Thought diffusion, which is a term borrowed from acceptance commitment therapy, which is really about letting your thoughts come and go without being impacted by them. And if you remember our previous episode on acceptance commitment therapy, and you can certainly, I invite you to have a listen to that again, thought diffusion is one of the six core processes of psychological flexibility. Another mindfulness skill of DBT is mindful breathing. If you meditate, I'm sure there are practices that you have experienced where the focus is on being mindful of your breath. A third mindfulness skill is wise mind, which we are going to dive into in a moment. And finally, self-compassion. I think something we can all practice more readily. The third main skill area in DBT is emotional regulation skills. 
These help you to recognize more clearly what you feel and then to observe each emotion without getting overwhelmed by it. The goal is to modulate your feelings without behaving in reactive and destructive ways. The skills that I cover in this area of DBT are recognizing or identifying emotions, the experience of positive events and emotions, that is, diving into some of your more positive experiences of life as a tool for regulating emotion. Third, letting go of thoughts or judgments. And fourth, problem solving. Some of these might seem very straightforward, and yet there are several tools and skills that really help build out each of these emotional regulation skills. The fourth area of DBT, of skill practice taught, is what is called interpersonal effectiveness skills. These give you new tools to express your beliefs and needs, to set limits, and to negotiate solutions to problems, all while protecting your relationships and treating others with respect. The skills that are covered in this fourth area of DBT are practicing compassion for others, fear management, listening and validating others, and making assertive requests. In other episodes, I will dive into other areas of DBT key skills and both basic and advanced tools and strategies that you'll be able to apply immediately and to develop each of these skills most effectively. But for here, let's choose one. Let's dive into wise mind, a mindfulness skill. Wise mind is the perfect balance between reason and emotion. As you consciously live in wise mind, you are able to utilize both. Taking the middle path to cultivate emotional sensitivity and a calm, cool collectedness is really where we want to be. And a wise mind is also about living intuitively. When you take the time to observe and practice mindfulness and living in your truth, you activate wise mind through a sense of stillness and peace and also intuition. And to access this intuition, you need to find stillness and presence. You need to also be mindful of whether your reaction is coming from a place of pure emotion or if it's pure logic, which is often called the rational mind, where you make decisions based on experience and logic. Emotional mind is what can be reactive and defensive, and we make decisions from a place of what feels good or out of pure desire, sometimes ignoring our logic, our rational sense, right? But wise mind is this beautiful overlap between emotional and rational mind. It is intuitive, balanced, it is mindful. It is where we honor both emotion and we act rationally. If you want to think of it like this, it might be helpful. I often remind clients, it's called wise mind, yes, but you're also activating your heart wisdom. That is, what is the right and best way to approach and be in this situation? What is the most loving kindness way to be? What 
are the choices that are going to foster relationships best? What is the way that's going to allow me to live from a place of love and kindness expressively? All of these are questions to help guide us back into a place of calm and presence and heart-driven. And you know what? It's okay if it needs to be an hour or four hours or a day for you to get into wise mind. Sometimes it takes a while. As you practice this mindfulness skill, it becomes more easily accessible. If we can all live from this place of wise mind and living heart-driven, and of course model and teach this to our children, we are then creating a most beautiful way to live our lives, a way of finding harmony in solutions and the best decisions for the greater whole, even if sometimes we have to compromise some of what we want for this. In the two-page PDF that I have that you can purchase, there are beautiful infographics that describe and teach wise mind traits and characteristics. As well, there are questions that help invoke the practice of wise mind in real-life demonstrations and scenarios in your life. And there's also a helpful experience for you to try in which you approach a situation from all three, emotional, rational, and wise mind, and see where you net out in each of these three states of mind. We all have the capacity for living in each. One is really ideal. I hope that you will practice and use wise mind as a way of living your life and find the resolve and the strength in the control that you build in how you interface with others and the choices you make for yourself. I thank you so much for joining me here. Be sure to check out all of the other therapeutic best practices. I will be sure to list them all here in the description. And join me again for the next, the fourth of four practices we are going to cover here, positive psychology. I will join you back here for the next episode. Thank you so much. Namaste. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed others that you've listened to, I invite you to join me as a patron of the podcast. With your support, with your love, it's one way to help support us to grow and to bring you more incredible content and video podcast episodes. And more than that, it allows you access to all of the amazing content we have right here. I do invite you to share out the episodes and to write in your feedback and to become a member of this community, become a patron member. I thank you so much in advance. And one final note, I'm so happy to share this with you. Juno is here. Juno is a sacred space to find wisdom, love, and healing, and for helping you to create more balance in your life, for finding the peace that lives within you, for experiencing greater self-love, for learning to embody happiness and for awakening and living your authentic power. We are all seekers, 
If you are on a spiritual path or in search of one, explore the journey to your highest self within a safe and nourishing environment that supports you in manifesting your best life and living your greatness. Juno is an uplifting, conscious community and a loving, sacred home to wellness, healing, and living a conscious life through meditation, mindfulness, spirituality, self-care, self-discovery, and transformational tools, coaching, and therapy, all to help you live a happier healthier, and love-filled life. Let Juno be a guide for your inspired wisdom and a loving and supportive community that has your back as you embark the journey you are already on of transformation and self-actualization. You can find the Juno app of wisdom, healing, and love in the Google Play Store and the App Store's I will also leave a link here with a special coupon for you as a welcomed listener to the podcast where you can purchase Juno at a special price. We've got you. See you on the inside and sending you great love. This is Dorothy Zanori Juno. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wisdom Podcast. To hear more, please check out the other episodes right here. And I'd love for you to subscribe to the podcast so you'll know when each new episode is released. Join me on this incredible journey into self-love, self-actualization, living your truth, and being remarkable as you live an incredible life. And if this episode resonated for you, I'd love for you to share it with someone you know would benefit from listening. I also invite you to join me at DorothyZanoriJuno.com, where you'll find the wisdom blog, the inspiration for this podcast, as well as my online courses, YouTube videos, and the wisdom archives. These are an extensive digital library of guided meditations, mindfulness musings, spiritual teachings, best therapeutic practices for nourishing your whole being, and to transform, to heal, and live your abundant potential. Please also visit me on social media and say hello. Allow yourself to go within to access your inner wisdom, and to live this. Awaken your authentic power, live your truth, and most of all, be love. Thank you. Sending you great love. This is Dorothy. Namaste.